0: Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools, and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realize you can do big things. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I am joined by the lovely Jessica, who is a self-love and relationship coach, and we're going to be talking all about how to embrace being single, which is a topic that I am so passionate about. So thank you so much,
1: Jessica, for joining us and welcome. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's definitely one of my most favorite topics too. Me too. And I just said to my mom, actually, that I
0: was recording a podcast about being single and she was like, well, you'd know you're a pro. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm equally as excited, but probably less experienced working with clients. So if you wouldn't mind just giving us um, a bit of an intro about you, the work that you do, kind of how you got here. Mm,
1: yeah. So as you said, I'm kind of of a self-loving relationship coach. So most of the time I work with women, not exclusively to help them kind of reframe their relationship stories. So looking at the way that they view themselves in relationship to their partners. But also a lot of that comes down to how we view ourselves. And. Um, And I think kind of an additional point is that, as I said, I'm single. I love being single. And I think I didn't realize how difficult other people find it until really deep dived into some stuff with my clients. And then I kind of like went back a few years for myself. And I was like, yeah, I really hated it. Like there were times where I was like crying into my pasta and stuff. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, I really can understand how much how much of your brain it takes being single and how much it can kind of consume you. So I can really get where my clients are coming from. And now that I'm in a happier place with it, I can kind of help them with that as well. Um, so it's been a massive journey for me and with a lot of my clients, it's such a massive journey as well. Um, so, yeah. You I
0: be- think with all kind of self-development work, that it's not this overnight, oh, suddenly, yeah. I'm fine. it is such a slow journey.
1: Absolutely. And I think the thing, I don't know if you notice with your clients is that people think that it's like a destination to get to. So like self love, self discovery, it's like a destination, I'll get there, or like being in a relationship, like I'll get there. And it's like, oh, actually it's just a continuous journey that we've just got to keep on going on forever
0: yeah exactly and actually your story sounds really similar to mine but maybe kind of like the opposite way around so I was single for so 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 long I like absolutely loved being single couldn't understand why anybody would want to be in a relationship <laughs> yeah. like that was so me now way. and then I started dating a guy and it wasn't even like we were girlfriend boyfriend it was a very like casual relationship and I just like fell head over head over heels mm-hmm. in love with him and then like when we broke up although we weren't even together. But for me, it was a breakup. I mean, we were married we had kids (laughs) in my head. (laughs) He was like, who is this girl? (laughs) But that for me was like such a big realization of like, oh my God, like this is shit. And actually Mm. you have to go through, those emotions yourself to realize like to be able to sympathize as well with like what people are going through and actually like as a coach having got had those wounds yourself and having to heal them makes it so much more relatable for you because Mm. you know that story you know those emotions that are there and like oh my god heartbreak is genuinely like oh god one of the most difficult things I ever did and like I mean it's heartbreaking
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly and I think it's that thing isn't it is until you've kind of been through it yourself you don't and when you talk about it you don't realize that other people have been through the same thing and I think that's what I think so powerful with like group coaching for example is people are like oh my gosh me too yeah and I'm like yes we're not in this alone like we all have our own journeys but I think what's important is being able to share it and help just people feel less alone in it, I think.
0: Exactly. And I've even found that from like the few podcast episodes I've done or like things on social media, people have been like, oh my God, it's like you're literally speaking to me. You know what's (laughs) going on in my mind. I'm like, that's because it's going on in everyone's mind. So actually just like validation that the thoughts you're having and like the way that you're feeling is Mm. normal and you will come out the other side of it. And like, I know you said going through a breakup and like being single can be so consuming for people. Mm. And like just before we had, like we started speaking today, I was thinking about that time and it was literally all I thought about, all I spoke yeah. about every time I saw a <laughs> friend, every time I went into work, I just couldn't help myself. I didn't even want to yeah. speak about it, but it was like the only thing that I had in my life. And like, I even just wanted to come home. And I remember one day, it was like a bank holiday weekend. And I literally just wanted to sit on the sofa and like read Pinterest quotes about like getting the oh guys God. and like how bad breakup <laughs> were. And I just wanted to sit and cry for like days yeah. days and days and now I look back and I'm like that is just crazy to think that like I was oh, like God, that yeah. whereas like before and like once I kind of healed through that heartbreak I was the complete opposite I was like why would anyone want to be in a relationship being single is amazing like what did I even see in him but like mm. at that time when you're in it it feels like you're never going to get out I I just kind yeah. of expected that I would never get over over him and it was <sighs> always going to yeah. be An unhealed wound, and now I'm like, oh my god, like who is that guy? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I, yeah, and I think there's something around being like, oh my gosh, this happened, and now I'm broken, and like no one's gonna want to be with me. I'm like, I literally, this is so embarrassing, but I remember I sent texts to a friend of mine, and I was like, I'm too broken for anyone to want me, you know, stuff like this. Which at the time, as you said, you think it's you're never ever gonna be able to move on, and they're like, oh okay time has moved on and I've done a hell of a lot of work and now I'm like yes everyone would want to be in a relationship with me I'm amazing exactly it's funny isn't it
0: Like when we're in it we never see an escape and then we look mm. back and we're like was that even me
1: yeah yes so true. <laughs>
0: Right just want to start off by talking about kind of our mindset around being single because I know especially when I was single and like I hear it all the time people just like assume that being single is a negative thing they assume like something's wrong with you that like you've been left on a shelf if you're not in a relationship and like when I was single I used to get asked all the time like why are you still single and like people were genuinely shocked when you say that like it's a choice and it's something that you want and like that seems yeah. so foreign to so many people and I do still feel like there really is that assumption there that like if you're in a relationship you're happy and like no one really wants to be single it just means that they haven't found the right person and there kind of is a bit of a spectrum of being single isn't there hmm. there's like being single and like really not looking for someone or maybe looking for a bit of fun or actively like dating and wanting to be in a relationship and probably each stage is so, so different. But do you kind of see with your clients, this this pressure and this expectation
1: that we should be in a relationship? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something where comparison comes into it hugely. Like a lot of my clients say things like, oh, it seems like everyone's in a relationship right now. Or my friend just met someone like it makes them feel bad. Like, why couldn't I meet someone? And I think you know, a lot of the time I ask them like about their previous relationships and they're like, oh yeah, I wasn't even happy in that relationship. And I'm like, hmm, so we're idealizing other people's relationships, but actually when we were in them, they weren't great. So actually what makes you think that their relationship is great? And I think, you know, relationships can be such amazing and healthy things, but they still work. And I think that's what a lot of people think, like relationship, as I said, is like a destination. And once I get there, my life's going to be amazing and perfect um, but a relationship is a journey in itself and it's not an end point life isn't complete once you get a partner um, and I think that's like the biggest obstacle I feel like like my clients and even like myself had to overcome was being like what would it look like for me to live a full complete life right now while I am single um, And I remember one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was what would I want from my life if there was no man? And I was like, but but, uh, I'm going to get married and I'm going to have children and then my life will be perfect. Yeah. And then I was like, "Mm, actually that probably isn't going to be the case. And what would it look like if that didn't happen? Which can be scary as well. Yeah. And I do think like a relationship
0: is just like one piece of the puzzle of your whole life. Mm there is so much yeah. more out there. And like, I work with lots of clients who are kind of focused on growing a business. And it's like the, the, it's a similar, but it's opposite. Like they are so like tunnel vision of like, I need to grow this business. Like I can't have a life outside of it. And the same goes for a relationship as well. Like yeah. I need to be in that relationship and like I can't do anything else in my life. And I can't like enjoy myself or do the things that I want. If I don't have that relationship, which I actually find like, it's so sad that there's like, like societal expectation and Mm. that assumption that we are happy when we are in a a relationship because I know as many people that are happy single as people who are unhappy in a relationship and it's like the grass is always greener right you I think yeah when I even see from like films and we read in books and we have these like visuals of what a relationship looks like but actually a lot of the time it's probably not like that behind closed doors
1: yeah exactly and I love what you said about and this is again such a cliche thing but you know like the grass is always greener and then someone always someone I know always says like well the grass is greener when you water it yeah. and I'm like yeah if you take care of yourself you will become a lot more I don't know like um can't think of the right phrase but you'll become a lot more attractive to other people because you're just happy doing your own thing um exactly. I love that
0: it's kind of like manifestation isn't it like attracting the right person into your life by actually showing up now as the person who is in that relationship and yeah. has attracted their dream partner and they know that their soulmate's on the way and like having that energetic shift actually yeah. brings the person into your life that you want rather than kind of rummaging around looking for someone because you you're in that like needy position I know easy yeah.
1: oh for sure yes I
0: know <laughs> So what advice or kind of practical tips do you give to your clients or would you give to someone who is maybe finding it hard to be single and how can they make it easier or how can they start to see being single was a good thing?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, and I think this is the number one thing that i then always kind of trying to put onto my clients is being single allowed me to really see the value of female friendship. Um. And I know that sounds a bit like they're just two completely separate things and they are, but actually what is it that you love about your friends? What is it that you, you know, is completely uncompromisable with them? You know, they will respond to your messages and you will, you know, get to see them maybe like once a week and, you know, you'll talk about anything. And it's like, those things are so valued in your friendships, but actually when it comes to a relationship, often we're like oh if he doesn't text me back it's fine maybe he's busy and I'm like mm. but you expect that of your friends yet you have a different standard of making excuses for someone yeah. um and I think so that's kind of like one thing but also it just it really emphasized to me that my friends are just so unconditionally in love with me and and I but that's the thing I know it sounds so cheesy no but I, I like, love that so such much. an incredible thing yeah it really um
0: is. and like the fact that relationships come in all shapes and sizes it can mm. be a boyfriend it can be a best friend it can be your mom whoever it is it could be a dog like I mean to be fair yeah. probably loves me more than Matt loves me yes
1: exactly. <laughs> and I definitely love her more than I love Matt <laughs> but I think that's it isn't it it's like once you once you learn what it's like to really be loved by someone you're then like oh actually this is what it's like and therefore this is what how I want someone else to love me um
0: yeah and and I think that relationship is it so you have someone to go for dinner with is it so you've got someone to text in the morning is it someone that you can bounce work ideas off if it's someone that's going to cheer you on and like actually so many like with all of those things you can get them from a friend so why yeah. does it need to be somebody because they've got the label of it being a boyfriend? It could be a best yeah. friend or, or anyone else.
1: Yeah. And I love what they said. In, again, really cheesy, you know, in Sex in the City, which is problematic in many ways. But I think they said there was something like um, maybe your soulmates, are your female friends. And I was like, oh, that's so true. Like the ability to talk to them about anything just to really do life with them. I think when we're focusing so much on dating, we kind of neglect those friendships. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's a massive part of it. But I think also what kind of comes into it a lot is, and I know it's this really cheesy thing about self-work and kind of working on yourself. And you can be selfish while you're single and all of those kind of things. But actually, there's a lot of truth in it. And I think for me, one of the biggest things was taking yourself out on dates um and just spending time with yourself like learning to eat in public on your own like I have a friend who she thought it was crazy even to go to like Starbucks on her own she was like you know I can't have a coffee on my own and I'm like oh my gosh I've been on the other side on my own and had the best time ever and also like, I like
0: think that's such a normal thing to do, even if you are in a relationship. So I think like, yeah. yeah, spending time by yourself is such a valuable skill. And like, I live alone, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I absolutely like I said to you, Matt lives in the flat below me. And like, that's actually like the perfect <laughs> setup. I'm like, I've got my own space, I can do my own things. And like, I mean, I was probably the complete opposite that I loved being single so 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 much that I was actually so closed off to letting anyone Mm. in my life and first time so but basically here's the story bumped into Matt when I was taking Lola on her first walk he asked me what kind of breed of dog she was and then found me on Instagram and said like if you ever need anyone to look after Lola then I'm here and I was like amazing I know we're knocked down this would be very handy so you know I'm gonna (laughs) keep this guy (laughs) Ticking over in the background, literally just as like friends. <laughs> then he kept on following me to the park. And I was like, oh my God, like, why do guys do this? Then he asked, <laughs> me for he asked me to come around for dinner because we kind of, we bubbled up because it was in the first pandemic. Yeah. And I live alone, he lives alone. He asked me for dinner and I freaked the hell out. I was so in love with being single. <laughs> I was like, I remember he messaged me and I was sitting here and I like literally, just shut my work laptop and I went out for a walk and I phoned my mom and I was like I hate guys so much why do they <laughs> always do this literally we're just friends it's so annoying why, why do they always like try and make it more than being friends yeah yeah we, we were in the pandemic at the time and I was like I don't even have a reason I kind of don't have an excuse to not see him because I'm yeah, having- I'm t- busy tonight so I just messaged him back and I was like, oh God, I'm telling you all the secrets now. I messaged him back and I was like, um, <laughs> I think I just said, like, I'm having a really bad week. I'm not going to be on my phone for the rest of the week <laughs> because I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to go. for. I don't wanna think I want to date him. And like, I love being single. Like I've got my girlfriends. I've got my hobbies like I'm just doing me um so yeah I went out for a walk was ranting to my mom then came home and he would left flowers and like this little <gasps> bag of like gin and like loads of my favorite snacks and stuff outside the door like put the flowers in a vase yeah. <laughs> sorry I'm, oh. I'm now <laughs> and I was livid I was like what is he doing <laughs> who does he use to leave me flowers by the door <laughs> I was so angry because I was so, again, having a relationship. And actually somebody asked a question, like, is there anything you regret when you were single? And actually Mm. just like not giving anyone a chance. Yeah, yeah. Like was a huge thing for me. And I was so closed off to any guy that came into my life. Like if they were friends, it was fine. But as soon as they showed like the tiniest bit of affection, I completely backed away. And I was like, God, no, I don't want that. He wants to try it on with me. Yeah, and I actually never like if we weren't in the pandemic and if Matt didn't live downstairs and was so bloody persistent, there is no way that we would have got together because I would have thought of every reason under the sun not to see. Yeah, I would have oh. actively gone out of my way to not date someone. And actually, I think like I know we were saying about like being in a high vibe and almost like manifesting the person you want in mm. your life. I think me just like being so like authentic to me without thinking about like what does the guy want from me or like oh what should I be doing on a date or what should I wear and like um, Matt's probably seen me like five times in over a year with makeup on and just being like so true to like Mm -hmm. who I am. I think actually like was one of the biggest things in terms of attracting the exact kind of person that I wanted into my life because I wasn't like, God. if I think about the relationship I I was in before that the relationship that wasn't a relationship, I changed like everything about myself, like the way that Mm. I spoke, the conversations I had, the things I said I was doing, the way I dressed, the way I lived my life because I felt like I had to fit into this mold that he expected of me, but actually like, and that is no way to live your life. Spending like every time you're with them, trying to be someone that you're not. And actually, when I started to do all the things I wanted to do, and like Matt just came along for the journey, I think that's when it actually really starts to work because you're not trying to be somebody that that you're not when you are with someone. Yeah,
1: else. yeah, I love that. I think it's something which quite a lot, like especially thinking about first dating you know, of those initial stages of dating. I always say to clients is who do you want to be on that date not who does he want you to be actually who do you want to be um and so many of them are just a bit dumbfounded they're like it's almost like oh I get a choice yeah and it's like yeah because you know if you want to be who he is you'll kind of forget who you are um, and it, and it, you know, it does start, sound
0: like being someone else you're almost like oh my god now I have to pretend that yeah. I'm this person forevermore."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and I think it's something like even for me like I'm not a big drinker at all but when it comes to first dates I'm always like oh I'll put on this like yeah I go out like partying with my friends persona and I'm like surely at some point they're gonna find out that I probably spend every Friday <laughs> I'm home. in bed at nine like... o'clock in my onesie <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I'm like but who, who are we trying to impress? And actually, this is something else. It's like, why are we trying to impress them? Like, shouldn't they also be trying to impress us?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's that's like, oh. Mm, Do you find that more want with a few um, male clients? Do you find that more... With female clients. And actually, interesting, do, do you think females tend to want to be in a relationship more than guys do? Or maybe, like with the biological clock, maybe they almost feel that pressure more uh, to be like, oh, I need to almost like panic settle. I feel like time's running out, my body clock's ticking. Yeah. I should be in a relationship because I want marriage and babies. Or is that That's just
1: so interesting? Surprise? Yeah. I don't know whether this is just, you know, I don't know if this is for everyone, but like with the clients that I've worked with, it's actually been the men. You really want a relationship and the women it's more like I want to get to a stage where I could be comfortable in a relationship but actually for them it's a lot more about I want to work on myself I love um, that what a positive yeah. shift for women <laughs> yeah and I don't know whether it's like an awareness of like dating especially like you know with dating apps and all of that stuff it can be really hard you can feel indisposable uh, disposable and there's loads of like situationships out there and I wonder whether women are like, okay, actually I'm not okay with this, but how can I, you know, how can I set myself in the driving seat and how can I set my own rules here? Um, and yeah, I think it's almost like women being like, I want to take control of this situation.
0: I um, love that. And actually having yeah. that mindset and having that awareness is like the first step really. It's not, they're not coming to you because they're like, oh my God, I need to find the perfect partner. Like you're not yeah. the maker. They're coming to you because... They genuinely want to like be happy being single and work on themselves which is such a positive
1: yeah idea. yeah exactly and even i think the clients who are in relationships a lot of the time it's talking about things like growing within that relationship or like have i outgrown my partner things like that and i wonder whether it is yeah maybe it's a female thing that we are focused a lot on developing ourselves um
0: yeah. yeah and I do think that's what oh, I'd love wow well. I feel like personal development yeah. is much more of like a 21st century kind of thing like if I say to my parents about coaching like, oh, <laughs> like what's, what's that? Personal <laughs> development? What's coaching that just seems so foreign <gasps> to for us it's just so normal yeah exactly amazing so I had a few questions I said on my Instagram stories that we were mm. doing the podcast and I had a few questions mm, they yeah. were kind of more around like specific situations that people were asking for advice about so one of them was actually exactly that panic settling like feeling like your time is ticking you should be married or have mm. have babies by a certain time so you almost jump jump into a relationship when you don't necessarily know if they're the right one.
1: Oh gosh yeah that is tough. <laughs> I think like I don't I think it's something which in terms of that I know it's really hard to be like don't settle for less. I know it's so hard to actually act upon that but I think, kind of maybe even a stage before that is to look at what are your key non-negotiables? And actually, I think, you know, in the back of our minds, we all have a tick, tick list about what we want from a partner. But actually, if you were to pick three to five absolute key things, which you really would never compromise on, and that would look different for everyone, you know, maybe it's you want someone who's spiritual and you'll never compromise on that, for example. I think if you can look for those things, then you won't get distracted with other things
0: yeah um, I so agree with that and like that tick list it's funny how over time that changes as well like mm, I used exactly. to and especially like because so many of my guy friends were like fitness models and like six foot ten and like super ripped and like so gorgeous oh send them my way <laughs> that's what everyone said (laughs) Um, like there was never anything more than that they were almost like brothers to me and I think I had this tick list in my head that was like they have to be over six foot Like my dad's tall as well, and like I'm five foot six, five foot seven. They have to be tall, they have to be like into fitness, they have to be really into fitness, they have to have the same hobbies as me, they have to like have a certain type of job. And that was always the guys that I was going for. And I thought that like it and it's funny because it was all like external stuff. Whereas my non-negotiables were never like, I want someone who's funny, I want someone who's confident, I want someone who's driven. And actually, like, I think for so long why I pushed Matt away is because I didn't think he filled that, like, tick list. He didn't Mm. meet like, any of my criteria. But actually, like, the person that he is is, like, everything and more that I would ever want from a a partner. So actually, like, really challenging. the like, what are you looking for? And, like, is it their height? Is it their job? Is it their shoe size whatever it is like or is it really like the kind of person that they are and like accepting that no one's perfect like as Mm -hmm. much as I love Matt of course there are things about him that I'm like why are you still smoking that fucking vape (laughs) like there's there's gonna be things about everyone that you're like that's a bit annoying or like like if I could (laughs) like build my own person they wouldn't do that but like they probably say the exact same I'm sure there's stuff about me that Matt finds annoying and it's the same with all partners so yeah just knowing that like no one's perfect and like if it's good or like you love 80 things about them like even thinking about your friends there's probably things about your friends that annoy you so when it comes to a relationship do we put them on this pedestal that they have to be this perfect person and meet all of these criteria
1: Yeah. And I think, like you mentioned there, kind of thinking about what do I want in terms of what do I want in a partner? But actually, a lot of the time, we never sit and ask ourselves, like, what do I want right now in terms of dating and relationships? And I think for me, even thinking about, you know, my family is very, very like, you're going to have a traditional life and those kind of things. So I grew up thinking, Okay, I'm going to get a mortgage, and then I'm going to meet someone, and we're going to get married, and we're going to have children. And I think there's a lot of pressure to do that. And actually, it's really freeing to even just sit down and write. What do I actually want? You know, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't want to buy somewhere. Maybe you just want to rent and travel. Or maybe you don't believe in marriage, and you believe in something else. Um, Yeah, we never really ask ourselves
0: about the expectations. What actually do you want?
1: Yeah, and actually, is this? I mean, it, it's it's kind of more of like a journaling exercise that I've done myself, and actually, I do with clients, is writing a letter to your expectations, oh. and it's kind of like just being like, what are my expectations, or what are the expectations that are put on me, and actually, how do I feel about them, and if they don't sit right with you, then get rid of them because they're taking up space in your mind where you could be focusing on something else. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely love that. Amazing. So somebody else asked, and this is actually very, very relevant to me, um, new relationship. I mean, not with Matt, I was the complete opposite, (laughs) new relationship and jumping into, is he the one? Are we going to be together forever? Are we going to get married and getting really carried away rather than actually just enjoying the moment?
1: Yeah. Oh, I have to admit I do that as well (laughs) after a few dates I'm like oh this is amazing we're gonna travel the world what's your baby names (laughs) oh it's so true I wonder I don't know what obviously the specifics of this person but I wonder if they have read about attachment theory um so there's a book by his name is Dr Amir Levine and it's simply called attached and one one of the attached styles is all about the daydreaming and getting quite anxious when it comes to dates like we're going to live together forever quite early on um and it kind of helps be like okay well what do I actually want and is it with this person but also about how do you manage your mindset and your kind of anxiety around that because it is quite anxious to be like oh my gosh where is this going um but I do think also one of the things is to be really honest with yourself and ask What do I want to get out of this? And where do I actually see this going? Um, Because sometimes, you know, I've dated some, like this one guy I'm thinking in particular, who is such an amazing man. But actually, I just liked having sex with him. (laughs) Like, I didn't actually want a relationship with him. He was lovely, but just not for me. And it took me a long time to be like, he could give me everything, like on the surface that I want. But actually, I'm just not feeling it. Um, So I think it's about being really honest with yourself um and then I also think if you don't know where you stand you should ask yeah um and I think it's something someone said to me is no no answer is an answer and so if they're like oh I don't quite know what I want you know those kind of things that is an answer um yeah, but I'm a bit brittle about these things as well <laughs> yeah no I think that's the best way to be I'm the exact same and
0: like I that guy that I was dating not dating for so long I didn't ask I don't even know if I ever did ask I think it's when he said that he was like Mm. seeing another girl for a date that evening I was like okay so we're not together (laughs) but like I didn't want to ask because I was just scared what the answer was going to be I think I knew what the answer was going to be and I like didn't want to have that conversation because I was scared of rejection but actually like communication is everything and like do you want a relationship with someone if you can't communicate with them
1: yeah. And I think a really big thing you mentioned was you knew deep down and I think it's something which I do think genuinely believe this is a woman thing. We have such an incredible gut feeling yeah. and often we just go against it. We're like, oh, it feels wrong, but I love him, but I really want to be with him. He's... <laughs> and it's like if your gut is telling you something is wrong, something probably is wrong and I think we just need to learn to trust ourselves um which is yeah again much easier said than done
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly I fully agree and then the final situation well the final one that I pulled out was if somebody has gone through a bad breakup and they're scared to get into another relationship scared of kind of going through that breakup again what kind of advice would you give someone who's who's going through something like that but kind of avoiding going through another relationship because they don't want to get hurt
1: Yeah. I mean this was absolutely me I have to admit so I was like
0: oh I think it's this was like a like few years ago at some yeah. point. and actually like yeah. now if anyone is listening and they're in this situation just know that like it does get better I know it doesn't feel like it at the time but you do come out the other side and
1: yeah
0: and you think wow
1: yeah that's that is exactly it and I I know it's like you know when someone's like oh it'll get better and you're like oh I don't believe you but actually it really does get better, and, and I think one like,
0: thing—the biggest healer—like, and it's so oh. frustrating. He's like, I don't want to make wait more time because every minute feels so painful. But like, one day, like, I just woke up and I was like, I don't want to chase him anymore. Like, I've mm. got so much other things going on in my life, but I'm, con- I'm just like ignoring all of those things because all of my energy is being zapped into thinking about him and thinking about the fact that we're not together anymore. And it actually was just like a flip flick of a switch for me that I was just like, one day I just was like, I don't want to message him today. And then you do it one day and you're like, Oh my God, I went a whole day without messaging him. And then you go like another day and then you suddenly go like a day without thinking about them. Mm. And you're like, oh my god did I just go a whole day without thinking about them or they pop into your mind because you like hear a song or you get something out the fridge or whatever it is and you're like yeah. oh my god like I haven't thought about him for a few days and like it like we said at the star like it is so gradual that like healing heartbreak is mm. a slow process but yeah is there any kind of advice or anything in the moment that you would recommend to somebody yeah
1: I mean I think this might be controversial I'd love to see what you think about it but I and I think particularly if it's a really difficult breakup I think there is a time when you think I'm ready to start dating and you're not but I would still advise do date during that time because yes you might go on a date and it might be a disaster but actually you're teaching yourself what it's like to be treated well again yeah. um, I think that was such a massive thing for me I remember I went on my first date after my breakup, and I went on a date with this guy who was just incredible and treated me so well. And he taught me what it was to be respected again, what it was like to have my opinion um, heard. Like, so I'm
0: like, what is that? Um, I know. My buzzer always goes off like in the middle of meetings and stuff. Like, and then it. it's not just the buzzer. Then Lola goes absolutely wild as well and starts howling the
1: house down. Let them in. They can come and join the chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I do think, yeah, there's something about, yeah, what, what is, what can those people teach you? Um, And and I, when you've gone through a breakup, you
0: feel like so unlovable and even just going out there and someone like showing you affection and somebody wanting to message you and showing that they care and like, they're interested in you and like, even forcing yourself to like do your hair and put a nice outfit on, actually just instantly makes you feel better about yourself. And you're like, actually, you know what, there are more people out there, even if they're not the one you still feel like, actually, yeah. like, I am liked, I am loved, and, like, the right person will come when the right person's meant to come.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think there is a massive, massive pressure to, like, you have to get over this relationship, and you have to move past it, but also, I think there's something about, if you're having a shit day, it's okay, and, like, you have to allow yourself to feel those feelings as well, like distractions can get you so far self-help books whatever it can get you so far yeah. but actually sometimes you just have to sit at home and eat a tub of ice cream and exactly. that is okay too
0: yeah I just wanted to cry I just literally wanted to yeah. be alone and cry and like even now I don't cry all the time but I never really used to cry and then suddenly like crying just became not part of my everyday life yeah but I do cry oh, quite I a lot like oh even yesterday I was crying about you know that the baby, the nine month old baby that had leukemia, I was like, oh, absolutely yeah. bawling my eyes that's out. Great, and yeah. Whenever I cry, Matt's always like, no, 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 don't cry. Don't cry. I'll make it better. I'm like, no, I need to cry. Let yeah. you cry. Like it sometimes just feels so good to cry. And that's just like what you need in the moment. So, and I always say to clients as well, like every emotion is there to be felt. So if you do, yeah. feel, sad, yeah. if you do feel angry, do you feel like just let yourself like in a safe space just feel those emotions whether it's just like sitting and crying or shouting at a pillow or journaling whatever (laughs) it is for you yeah (laughs) like eating a tub of Ben and Jerry's or whatever it is just like let yourself feel those emotions and like they will pass you're not going to spend your life feeling that kind of resent or that upset
1: yeah exactly and I think it almost goes back to what you said about time is the biggest healer and I think in some ways I do completely agree with that but I also think you have to do something in that time like I remember I definitely thought oh I'm you know time is going to get me through this and actually when I look back I'm like I actually had to do a lot in that time and it was it's quite powerful to look back and be like oh you know what okay I did a lot for myself I like picked up some new hobbies I made some new friends I traveled to places I would never do on my own and it's like what can I do for me in this time? Because, you know, most most of the time it's like, if they broke up with you, yeah, because they don't want to be with you. So actually you should want to be with you and how can you make that?
0: And actually it's easy to, like, if you have been in a relationship for like years and years and years and years, it can be easy to like lose your identity of who you are without that other person. Like even going out with friends, like even now, like a lot of the time when like Matt's going out with his friends, it's like, oh, do you want to come as well? And I'm like, I like being in a relationship and very much like no, you have like your friends. Of course, like I see his yeah. friends as well and we do stuff together, but I'm very, very strict about like I've got my girlfriend still, you've got your guy friends still, like you do stuff with them. I do stuff with my friends, because I don't want to lose that like identity of the stuff that I do that's yeah. just me and like the hobbies Absolutely. and stuff that I have that are just for me. Um but like if you've been together for so long, it can be, it can take time to just like rebuild like what's important to you and really kind of get clear on if that person isn't in your life anymore what yeah. would you be doing and i love that you said like at the start like actually what would my life look like if there was never a guy or there was mm. never a marriage or babies or anything like what would you actually choose to be doing
1: yeah and it's hugely challenging and i think maybe this is the whole thing about how to make the most of being single is there are times when you have to really work through some stuff and it's you know it's not going to be easy all the time but it's about saying, okay, how can I, how can I do this hard stuff to the best of my ability to get through it? Um, and actually, and then, yeah.
0: in a relationship, like it's never all yeah. sunshine and rainbows. There are times that are going to be difficult that you have to work through. But how do you get through those to the best of your ability?
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, I love that. Amazing.
0: So just to finish off, I kind of already shared mine already. Um, but lessons or regrets. Well, you are still single now. So have you had any lessons or regrets from your experience of
1: Ooh. being single? Oh, that is so tough.
0: Um <laughs> I know. It took I me a think, while to think about. That. Uh, I was like, "Oh my god, think, no, absolutely not! I've got no regrets. I yeah. love being single." But actually, when I like really started to reflect on it, it was the two that I kind of said earlier that like I was so single and so resistant to being mm. in a relationship that like I wouldn't let anybody in, and unless I was almost forced to, like I would never. Yeah. Ended up with anyone, which I mean, I was totally fine with, but also like Matt is now <laughs> part of my life. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I pushed you away for like so many months when you were, I literally yeah. thought every day. And I was like, no, no, no. Um, because I was so like, yeah, just closed off to a relationship and also just like chasing shitty men that t- had I mm. had that criteria of like what somebody looked like on the outside and like changing myself to fit. The mold what I expected of me of like how I should act what I should wear what job I should have and constantly not feeling like I was enough myself and needing to be more and like that that in my eyes isn't a relationship if you're spending the rest of your life or however long kind of manipulating who you are to to fit the shoes of what someone else expects of you
1: yeah for sure I feel like I can completely resonate with that first one in terms of I definitely pushed away some really, really lovely men because I was like, oh, it's not going to work out. And I made up loads of excuses. But actually, probably what it was is I was scared of they might see me, you know, that kind of thing. But it actually made me think of, yeah, my biggest regret is I wish I wish I'd realized that when someone shows you who they are, you should believe them the first time. Yeah. and I think it's and it comes down to like this whole modern dating is quite hard thing. And like all of these like situationships and people kind of taking you for a ride and keeping you as an option. And I'm like, someone has shown you that probably quite early on. We chose to let them treat us that way. Um, and I think sometimes like I definitely felt like I have no control over him. And, you know, he's texting me, you know, and I was like, yeah, but I don't have to text him back like I also have the choice to end this thing that's going on and I think yeah maybe my biggest yeah secondary to that one is realizing or like my biggest regret is not realizing that I had control of this um and like maybe that's also why I love coaching is because coaching is all about like helping you take control of your life yeah um and I'm like yeah I wish I wish I'd learned that sooner that I can do this I have I have everything like within me to be really successful and wonderful in a relationship and also to be really successful and wonderful single um and like I have the power to make that happen and I'm like oh that's really freeing
0: it is really freeing I absolutely love that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, That's amazing well thank you so much I've absolutely oh, loved you. chatting with you yeah. and it, yeah like validating as well like all of these things that we think like you can obviously confirm that like not only you feel them too but yeah you exactly and actually just being nosy do you feel like you approach relationships or dating differently now that you are a relationship coach and like are you I mean this is just me being really nosy are you like open and honest with guys that you're dating that you are a relationship coach or do you kind of yeah because I don't i would be interested to see like how a guy reacts to that as well like if you're on the first date and you're like I'm a relationship coach and they're like oh
1: god yeah. he's analyzing it is, <laughs> it is so funny like when so like before Christmas when I was first thinking like okay am I gonna take the plunge to do this first time i actually was kind of like in a thing with someone and i didn't tell him because i was just thought that he would like react badly or weirdly so I was like oh you know I don't want to say anything um and then obviously he found out anyway yeah so you know so, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. like literally that was exactly it I was like oh, I'm gonna quit my job he was like what are you gonna do I was like oh I'm not sure yet and then a few like <laughs> a while later he like popped up on social media and he was like so this is what you're doing <laughs> I was like oh gosh um I actually went on a date a while ago and he was this this guy asked me he was like do you think you're better at being in relationships now you're a relationship coach yeah and I was like that is such an interesting question because people think that you have to be an expert in everything to be able to kind of help other people um I think the only or the biggest thing it's gotten me is just the ability to really empathize with people way more Mm -hmm. um and so I think, you know, that will be hugely useful when it does come to maybe being in a relationship. Um, but I think I think sometimes, like, it's, it's not a secret, but it's weird, especially if you're, like, on a dating app or something, to be like, oh, my God, I'm a relationship coach, everyone. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's, like, it's definitely, like, a face-to-face, like, let's talk about this. Because I think, yeah, people don't understand it, so they think it's a bit weird, don't they?
0: Yeah exactly but actually like you hearing and seeing other people's different perspectives of being in a relationship yeah. is so interesting because I think yeah like, yeah you forget that like there is somebody else with emotions that has needs <laughs> and wants of a relationship like on the other side of the relationship like they are as Bigger piece of yeah. you are so actually like knowing what's, like what's going on for them and like I know you said about attachment styles and things like you're probably quicker to like pick up oh they're that kind of person oh. they've got this kind of attachment style whereas most people would just be like oh my god what the fuck is wrong with them why are they messaging me all the time yes. or why are they not to that
1: or whatever <laughs> that is so true. I don't know if you find the same I mean this is like a whole other conversation but oh, we'll have to do I'm part of- two <laughs> yeah I'm doing this um like psychology like course at the moment. And I literally feel like when I meet people, I'm just psychoanalyzing them. And I'm like, I want to put you in like these different boxes and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to, I don't want to so <laughs> that's, that's a whole other like yeah, being a coach I thing, know, isn't it? When I you're know, you. like. <laughs> and I'd also love to like
0: pick your brains about when you left um, work and you set up your coaching business as well. So oh, yeah. Maybe we'll have oh, so much more to talk episode. about. <laughs> oh, can't wait. <laughs> amazing thank you so 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 much for joining it's been so lovely speaking to you and all of your wisdom and yeah no loved it thank you so much for having me oh you're so welcome thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of you can do big things if you enjoyed this episode please rate review and share it really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback you can find me on Instagram at katiesarahforbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.